0: Hi, hello there, and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. How did we like this voice?
1: Perfect. We're spitting yeah.
0: smooth jazz. Yeah.
1: Even more news after <laughs> our even
0: more news coming at you. I'm Katie. My name's Katie Stoll.
1: Hi, Katie Stoll. I'm Hi. Cody Johnston. Welcome to Midnight News.
0: Midnight News on the ones and twos. All right, you cool cats and kittens. We got no guests. I'm going to stop. We don't have a guest this week. It's just us.
1: Hi, just us. Hi. I'm Cody. Just us. And Jonathan. Right. Hi. It's true.
0: Who could forget that Jonathan was here? I guess I, I forgot to introduce you. But we don't when there's another guest.
1: Yeah, which is yeah. normal
2: and fine.
0: Does that hurt your feeling?
2: No, no. it doesn't at all. Okay, because go. I'm here to provide information and sometimes transition us to the next topic. And Other a joke too. that sometimes gets cut. Jonathan, and you give
0: <laughs> way more than that. But for example, these holidays you gave us these holidays.
2: I gave what you three. Holidays? Well, you
0: you uh, you collected them. You didn't make them.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't invent these three holidays. Usually, I do. These mm-hmm. ones come from one
1: of the websites. National Jonathan's Great Day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this first one is interesting. October twenty seventh is National Civics Day. Okay. This is fun. Jonathan, you can read this. You, you I'm not going to pretend like I pulled this. You pulled this. Tell yeah. us about it.
2: Uh, this is the quote from them. The Long Island University's Roosevelt School and the Society of Presidential Descendants founded National Civics Day in 2021 to celebrate the importance of civic education as a foundation for a strong democracy.
0: The Society of Presidential Descendants is a thing that exists?
2: Hell yeah. Oh, yes. Their president is Tweed Roosevelt, great-grandson of Theodore Roosevelt. Their vice president and chief of staff is Massey McKinley, the great-great-grandson of Grover Cleveland, and a great-great-nephew
1: of William McKinley. Mm. Awesome
0: presidential inbreeding there.
1: Real solid first names for these presidential descendants. Okay. Real uh, like 18th century style names they've, they've held on tell to. tell you one
0: thing about the Society of Presidential Descendants. I never want to be at a dinner party with them. I do not think these people would be any fun.
1: You don't want to hang out with Tweed?
0: Tweed. I mean, it is a good name. It is a good name for like a cat. Great name.
1: Yeah, cool cat. For
0: anyone. I don't need to do a...
1: A cool cat named Tweed Roosevelt. Great grandson of Theodore Roosevelt. (laughs) Actually, Tweed
0: Roosevelt. Just, that's a name right there. Mm -hmm. October 27th is also National American Beer Day. American beer. Mm -hmm. Do we like American beer? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why
1: not? If we well, like beer.
0: Drink beer with a presidential descendant? Okay.
1: Yeah. Grab a, a yingling, you know?
0: And finally, October 28th is International Animation Day. International Animation Day. That's fun. That's a fun thing to celebrate on a Friday.
1: Yeah. Hop in your After Effects or your mojo or whatever it is you use to animate and celebrate the day by taking an image and manipulating it so it moves through time. That's animation. Or watch watch Wally. Or watch Wally. Uh all uh didn't like some like Disney executive come out like today or yesterday and be like uh, cartoons aren't for adults. Yeah, Bob Chapek came out and said, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, "After
2: you watch an animated film with your kids and they go to sleep, you're not going to watch another animated film by yourselves."
1: Mm.
0: This guy does not I got, know I got his audience.
1: News for for that guy, we have an entire phrase for adults that do that, and it's Disney Adult. Right, right there in the name.
2: All content now is like cartoons and comic books and stuff.
1: So yeah. the CEO of Disney should know who his audience is. There's also I like mean, an entire like network that was like
0: Cartoon Network. The, oh,
1: yeah but like then adult they have swim? adult swim it's like a, a part of their programming is by the way like adults watch cartoons too
0: so i mean it's too silly of a thing to even like on its face statement so absurdly wrong it's surprising that he has the job that he has yeah
1: well i mean he's I mean, he's, he's also like he's right and he's wrong right we're like yeah like kids cartoons aren't For adults, like you don't need to be watching all the kid cartoons over and over again, but but, like there's like there's animation,
0: but I'll push back on that fully because we all know that understand that animated films, a lot of them are are exquisite and are written for children, but are also enjoyable for adults. Oh, sure. you know, I, I don't have, I have a child, mean... and I loved Coco. You know, right? I there's mean, multiple. Watch them. It's like, yeah, but I mean, genres. I get on its face of the idea of like, yeah, you're not watching, you know, Power Puff Girls, but also you're wrong. You might be. People love it. Mm. <laughs>
2: like... But like, Bluey is for kids. Finding Nemo is for everyone, and then like Mad God on Shutter is for adults. There you go. all I animation if, I mm. bet.
0: I bet if you smoke enough weed, Bluey, Gluey, mm. what's his name? Bluey, Flui. Dewey. Bluey. Bluey. I'm going to call him Gooey. Mm. Smoking oh, up that's, weed that's... and Gooey is great at night, too. For an adult human. Bluey oh, that's what. was
1: referenced on Abbott Elementary. That's how I know what that is. Oh,
0: I just started watching Abbott Elementary. Do we want to talk about TV before we talk about the midterms?
1: I don't know. Do we? We can. I don't know. I've, I like I TV. Had, it's good. I'm enjoying Abbott it. Elementary is, is
0: Yeah, what it's a nice comfort show. I am looking for great show recommendations. I will say there are a
1: few times in Avenue Elementary where I feel like they forget they're doing a mockumentary and they like include these sort of like scenes or shots where it's like so they just like walk down the hallway like they're in an Aaron Sorkin thing and they're following they're following the, can- so like, the thing was like That's not that's you're just do- filming a scene like a show. You're not doing a mockumentary. It's I mean, there's enough.
0: several seasons deep by now. Yeah. I don't know what point they're you're on in. two now, I think. Oh, I thought we were on more than that. Nah. Well, never mind. Ignore me. Dragon Show. Oh, you're not watching Dragon Show? I watched Dragon Show, yeah. How did you feel about Dragon Show?
2: I won't spoil anything.
0: He's not going to spoil anything.
2: No, I liked it. A bit dark. I I checked all my TV settings. I think the show's just intentionally very dark. They don't want you to see what's happening a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure people will be like, nope, you're an idiot and don't know how to set your TV. But...
0: Nope, I, everyone's been saying it. Mine was dark. I just um dealt with it.
2: but I enjoyed the season. They got me. I like I like people fighting over the throne. You know what, what? Can I say
0: I like a dragon show. It turns out we all knew this. I mm-hmm. spent a lot of time talking about it the final season on this show. It's true. So,
1: yeah, I've been watching the Sandman show. Oh, I haven't started that one. That.
0: That's a good idea.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I was a big fan of the comics when they came out uh it's like the first comic book I ever read like introduced me to the world of comic books and they're doing a very uh, they did a great job I hope they do more go watch it so they can do more all right it's good
0: I also heard the Lord of the Rings show is good
1: I've also heard that
0: so here's a confession that I have for everyone and you're gonna be so mad at me Go for um our viewership listenership I haven't watched all the movies um One of those things that kind of happened, and then everyone's talking about it. And then, you know, they come out, and you're like, Well, I should watch the first one. And then Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just that's the way it's been. And then I worked at Cracked, and boy, am I embarrassed for having got through there, having never sat down. But I haven't. And it's right up my alley, so I should. But my question is, Do I have to do that before I watch the show?
2: I mean, if you haven't watched the movies, you probably shouldn't watch the show because the show is even more deep into like Tolkien lore yeah and isn't as like i would say it's less accessible i'll tell you um, what that
0: just did but that sounded like a goddamn challenge jonathan But the movies <laughs> the
2: movies are so fantastic they I are quite and just, they will what? take you less time to watch maybe yes. than that. actually I, the
0: show's yeah, eight episodes about maybe. the same <laughs> i'm just gonna the watch line. the movies is i think you should even watch as i was em. doing that it's because i've had a the last couple years of pandemic life has shifted in something in me fundamentally so I don't sit down and watch movies, but I stuff, do sit down and stuff. watch TV. Um, it's probably because the TV is...
1: view like Yeah, to view it like a, a TV show. Uh, yeah, also, but I just have to give myself do the permission. Do extended versions. Oh, yeah, you got to right. go give extended yourself, versions. Give yourself a real but treat. I,
0: I think the key is to give myself permission to treat it like it, like pause it and walk away. I've yeah. had this epiphany before, but anyway. I think, you
1: can, I think you can do that.
0: We've talked about TV and viewing things for a while. I suppose, suppose. Sure we have. have. We're going to take a real quick break and then we're gonna do the thing we all came here to do hey you with the
1: shoes no not me you with the shoes where'd you get those shoes the bad shoe store sick burn I'm sorry for insulting your shoes, but I wanted to tell you about AG1 by Athletic Greens, and I didn't know how to best get your attention. That clapping sound was me high-fiving myself. You couldn't tell, because this is an audio version of the ad. I'm willing to start a dialogue with you concerning my actions about all of this, but first, let me just say that AG1 is the category-leading superfood product that brings convenient daily nutrition to everyone by putting all of your vitamins and sticking them into a single drink. Don't have time to eat, right? Maybe it's hard going to the supermarket with such terrible shoes. Well, then AG1 has you covered. Unlike your shoes, which don't cover your feet well. They're so bad. Just one tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, all of which are made with the latest nutritional research that AG1 continues to keep up with. It's also good for any lifestyle, like vegan or paleo or keto, or lazy, and has only a single gram of sugar. I like drinking it for these ads. Gulp, 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 I say. It makes me feel like a real dynamo. And Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. Again! Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and be the shoe you want to see in the world. back ba 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 back
0: No? Welcome
1: back to the TV never, We never, never throw
0: to the first ad break, so I've never experimented with coming mm-hmm. back from the first ad break, so I don't know that ba back works.
1: But... That's how we do it every episode. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: So we are very close to the midterms, and we midterm elections. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's wild. <laughs> Time flies when you're for Congress, having fun and other stuff, and other stuff. Yeah, that's what's happening. Political it's office midterm, perhaps the biggest election of our life.
1: Oh, I hear that every fucking two I years. I have heard
0: that before. I haven't heard too much of it this time, but I have seen it. Yeah. You know what, Mm. Jonathan? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why don't you tell (laughs) us where to start? (laughs) She's feeling sassy and fun today, guys.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. So right now, I kind of want to talk about the the vibe of the midterms because you may have noticed gotcha. that it's
0: time for a vibe check.
2: Yeah, the, well, the vibe check after the Dobbs ruling was like, oh, maybe Democrats won't do so bad as incumbent parties usually do at the midterms. And then the last few weeks has been like, ah, 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 ah. this one mm. poll showed this one thing. And there's a little bit of narrowing as tends to happen. And that means everyone's going to vote Republican now because of the inflation and the gas prices uh, shrug emoji. So I would love to ask for both of your thoughts on if you think the vibe is off or if you think we've all just been diluting ourselves and it's going to be red wave.
0: Man, the vibe's been off and it's going to stay off for a while.
1: <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Though
0: I it do agree, sense. the vibe's
1: been off and it's been off for a while.
0: It's been off for a while and it's going to stay off. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter what the fuck happens, the vibe is 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 whack yeah, it's
1: like every every day there's a new like you're saying like Yo, well, this poll says this well today another poll said the fucking opposite so maybe nobody technically knows anything and literally things could change in a day or seven days who knows what will happen because that's just how it is <laughs> like you can you know the prediction game's like yeah there's a chance of this. Well, what's the 20%? That happened. Oh, we were wrong. No, you were right because that's how probability works. I don't know. We just have these
0: conversations every election and in between every election all the time. And if, I mean, I feel like we said this last week or the week before, but when do we learn to not, the polls don't really mean much of anything to me. The polls have been wrong a lot. And, you know, Things change. Well, also, Who's polls
1: influence polls, right? Polls influence And if you're, you media coverage and of media polls. media coverage That's of the what polls, I was, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: That's the point is like the polls are really just this plaything of the media. Something to write about. Something to point to in the dramatic escalation of tension, which is to them money. Because the tension is clicks, our clicks, you know, and it... Very fucking frustrating to see how much of the conversation is truly just driven by what's a headline, what's worthy of a headline. Not that there aren't incredibly important things going on everywhere all the time, but with so much noise about all this other stuff, you're kind of distracting from it. You know, anyway, that's a broad observation. Well,
1: but in a lot of ways, this it's is a broad observation,
0: a broad observation, a lot, a lot mm. of ways, Jonathan.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, in a lot of ways this is kind of like a regular like the media is treating this like a regular midterm when of course we mm-hmm. know like oh this is the future of representative democracy, you know, it feels like it's anything but because of what the people who are likely to win want to do to the ability to vote in the future and how their states uh give out electoral votes and all those things, but reasonably looking at this it looks like it's going to be standard, that Republicans are going to make a lot of gains the way the opposition party usually does. And it's
0: Depressing how cyclical we are, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Like,
0: but... but we knew this. We've known this. We've known this as from the second everyone took office in 2020, that you actually have two years to do your shit because you're not going to keep it in the midterms. And yeah, it does frustrate me when, you know, the promises of like, well, if we get through the midterms and we keep our majority, we win. We'll codify Roe. You mother, you know. Hmm. Sorry, Jonathan, you were saying something and I interrupted you rudely. No,
2: you you were affirming what I was saying. That this is this cyclical thing. People look at the economic news that the media chooses to report on, um, mm-hmm. and how they choose to report on it. And they say, "Well, the, the economy is not doing great. It looks like we're going into a recession. Inflation is a huge concern." That reflects on. Uh, the party in power, and that's why the other side's going to make a bunch of gains. And so all the stuff that we're talking about and and are going to talk about now, what Republicans are going to do if they win the House, all these debates, like the most likely outcome is Republicans make significant gains, but maybe not as big of gains as they hope. And then there's two years of gridlock, and then we see what the situation looks like for voting in 2024.
0: That's fun. Okay, so let's talk about what Republicans are likely to do that's a that seems to be the reality we are
1: uh yeah they'll um they'll crack down on wokeness, right? and then
0: it's about we'll, damn time, by the way.
1: yeah, we can finally get our Mr. Potato head back.
0: let me be asleep.
1: uh no, they'll try to like ban trans people from like society, right? like they're gonna try all the, all the like all the culture war stuff and I'm, that's not even culture war stuff, it's like civil rights, that they, have like, are loud about and complain about constantly and do these, like, little bills that they know are not going to, like, pass, they're going to get in a situation where they either have to pass them and then become very unpopular or not and become unpopular with their base <laughs> is, one, is one scenario, I don't know. Uh, well, right, and also that completely messes up
2: the narrative, right? If the narrative is well, people are putting Republicans in power because of the economy. They're not going to do anything. Of
1: course Economically,
2: they're going to investigate Hunter Biden and, yeah, crack down on wokeness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing. The investigations, it does feel.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of, um, I mean, yeah, they, they, again, they say they do, but who knows? It's one of those similar things with Roe v. Wade where, like, they got what they wanted, and they're like, ah, do we gotta do this now? Man, yeah. are they, like, are they gonna try to impeach Joe Biden? Right? Is that and gonna is that like a popular thing in America? Like, because people like,
0: I think they that don't would be support... a mistake.
1: It would well because people don't like Joe Biden necessarily. Like broadly, um, his you know his approval is generally low. But they're not like aside again aside from like that twenty percent like Republican base or whatever. They're not like, oh, he's like a criminal that needs to go to prison. We got to get him out. There's like, yeah, he's he's like kind of a a bumbling old man who is not a great president is like the worst criticism of him, I guess. Aside from the people who think he's-
0: Yeah, uh... I I don't think that that would be a smart choice, but there will be investigations. You know, there's certainly the the Hunter Biden of it all. Mm. There's also the January 6th committee investigations, which have been ongoing. I mean, maybe they'll be done by, I don't think so. I, don't know.
2: I mean, they're planning to wrap it up. They did their yeah. last hearing, and I'm sure they'll release a report being like Trump shouldn't ever be president again. Right. But then the the committee like officially gets disbanded as soon as Republicans take control of the House again.
0: I've said this before; they aren't for anything. What they want to do they're for is against. In, they're for being against something. They're for they need an enemy, and it's disgusting. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the left wants to affirmatively do things to make people's lives better and the right runs on vote for us to avoid this scary thing happening that exists in your mind and like, it's not, and look, you elected us and the scary thing didn't happen but is still happening, so you have to keep voting for us. They have to like, live with this like this like, contradictory
1: dichotomy at all times. Well, and yeah, like, and you know, Democrats have not the same thing, but like, where it's just like you know, we can't get, can't get gotta get the bad republicans out otherwise like we're not gonna be able to do anything and then they kind of do some stuff
0: it's true i mean you you got to be able to say it democrats yeah but it's not the same but you know
1: it's like different sides of different coins but like it's the same bank
0: and the truth just same piggy bank
1: s- different coins different sides
0: so frustrating it's i don't know so if that's fucking frustrating <laughs> that's no it does. i get it and in general i mean you know I get where you're going with it, mm,
1: but I could because I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak about what everybody in America thinks and feels, but I sure would like a a government Not that left didn't put right, on but plays, forward. but forward. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll never get a government that uh, doesn't put on plays. They love it. They love their little theater.
0: I mean, the the full of it was like put on. You can put on plays, but like just do it like at summer stock or something. You know, mm-hmm. maybe a Christmas fest, but. In the meantime, let's get some actual work done, and I'd like to have a say in what plays they put on because this one isn't entertaining. I'd like a comedy. I'd like like um some sort of farce. I was gonna say so yeah, yeah. farce, a fumbling, fumbling farce.
2: comedy of errors. Yeah, you know, or like
0: noises off, mistaken identity set. stuff. Like, wouldn't that be fun to see noises off but set in the chambers or something? All right, moving on.
2: So I want to ask. like the thing that's on my mind a lot is the like worst case scenario over the next several years which is that republicans make enough gains that they control the house and the senate and they take over the governorships of arizona and maybe pennsylvania and wisconsin has a republican supermajority in the state legislature etc and i'm just like to play out this worst case scenario then we get to 2024 and it's biden versus trump and Biden, again, wins by several million votes and wins a bunch of states. And then uh, the Supreme Court in, is it Moore v. Harper, says, oh, state legislatures can do whatever they want. And they legitima- they they basically do a bloodless coup and they throw out the legitimate votes and put Trump or DeSantis, I suppose, into power. I think that's like the worst case scenario that we all envision. And I don't know what the
1: realistic chances are of that happening. And I want to know what you think about that. Semi realistic, um. With I mean, they're very straightforward and open in various ways about what they want to do and what they're trying to do. I uh, don't know the number.
2: Of- if you had to, if you had to guess a percentage, because like thirty six would make me feel better than eighty.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's like eighty. Well, because also like what
0: about like sixty five. Because as, mu- as much I as much, I just made that up.
1: As much as like there's um ineffectual governance and gridlock and inability to take stances and so on i do feel like this aspect of it it is going to be very hard for these clowns to actually accomplish because there's so much quote-unquote resistance to this specific thing like i just don't think that as much as much as like our institutions are some could posit crumbling and ineffective and like uh having uh problems i don't think they're ineffectual in stopping this kind of thing and and the republicans are also clunky
2: in how they go about these things as well it's not a sure thing that like oh well they won they made these gains in the midterms therefore it's it's we're in this fascism world
1: right but also they have the supreme court they have like all these you know they do have control of institutions that would allow this to happen too but then you also have these scenarios where like you know ah oh, they, they the one the one time they protected democracy, you know, uh, and then they can be praised for that, for that and one then, thing and then do all the other stuff they want to do. So I don't know, I, f- I feel like as it gets it, if it you know the chips are down, it comes down to that. I think a lot of them, you know, not the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, but people who were shitty, <laughs> but slightly more reasonable in that respect wouldn't necessarily let that happen but i also think that maybe that's not true
0: yeah it i'm going back and forth just listening to you talk Mm -hmm. i don't know
1: because like they've made the moves you know and they wanted they wanted to do this uh in 2020 and they saw the roadblocks that stopped them from doing that uh and they are trying to remove those roadblocks and their success is dependent on so many different factors that it's just really hard to even give a number right' as I would still say it's low because I'm as uh you know yelly and cynical and negative I am on the you know the YouTube. I'm also a that generally way like, in real hopeful, life. hopeful optimistic person and uh think you I you do think be- that I, way? I do think better things are possible and like people are good and we can do it you know we can do it
0: here's. But thing, also, on,
1: people are bad, and on they can the ground, do it. So, like, on the
0: ground. I talk a, a lot about having moved to kind of a, a conservative area. Kitty, you moved? I did. Sorry oh, okay. to let you know this way. Why weren't you listening the other times I told you? But people, better things are possible. People are People don't love everything that conservatives or Republicans do. People don't necessarily love Donald Trump you know, the vast majority of people that voted for him. It's not that it has to be this way, but it's about whether or not the few of the ugliest successfully push it that way. But people hate what's happening to the Republican Party. You know, not all of them. This is generalizations, but it's not, I don't think it's written in stone the way things can progress, but it is unfortunate that we have had such a recent display of how close it can come. And yeah, things are stacked against us. The Supreme Court, yeah. judges in general like, and these moves abroad too and like we see mm-hmm. it happen elsewhere yeah. yeah so it's it's like but then you know you know that these things are made up of all sorts of players and participants and people distracted by this shiny thing and then unknowingly uh helping along with the destruction of the democracy it's like there's a lot of things that have to happen but i don't think that it's necessarily um the worst case scenario we're going to take a quick break <laughs> I need uh, it. You need uh, it? Good. We all need it. But then don't worry then then we'll be back for even more news. What's that? Hiya, it's Katie. You know, the human head is a lot like a bowl of my nana's soup in that it often has a lot of hair in it. And just like the soup, there is a wide variety of styles and types out there. Not all hair is the same is what I'm, is what I'm trying to say, which is why I want to tell you about Prose, the world's most personalized hair care. Prose knows there is more to you than just your hair type, which is why they've given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz. For example, whenever I refuse to eat Nana's soup, she often angrily pours it on my head. Prose recommends a bamboo charcoal scalp mask to help cleanse and detoxify after a hard day of soup pouring. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Prose determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. They also have a review and refine feature that lets you tweak formulas for any reason. And if you're not 100% positive Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. No pouring hair soup all over your head for you. That's... That's my burden to bear for buying a chimpanzee and naming it Nana and trying to teach it how to cook soup. Arrgh! When will I ever learn? So give it a try. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash more news. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash more news for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Do it or I'll send Nana to to get you and we are back as promised for even more news cute <laughs>
1: even more cute and even more cuter we're
0: gonna start off with the fetterman oz debate
1: yeah the land of oz some sort of uh, joke about that the, the man great and powerful
0: fucking Oz wins. oprah
1: God. Oprah's got guy. I, I know I this is try.
0: A joke that has been made or observation, but fucking Oprah, man. Mm, Dr. All, Phil, Dr. Phil that guy sucks. Come on. Anyway.
2: Right. So the John Fetterman, Mehmet Oz debate uh, was earlier this week. I think we've mentioned before on the podcast that John Fetterman had a stroke. Some months ago, he is recovering and doing much better, but he does have some auditory processing issues, and sometimes he mashes some words together. He does not have a loss of mental acuity. He just has trouble forming words, and so sometimes he stumbles over his words, and that was very present uh, during the debate, and it's what a lot of uh, the media decided to focus on in this debate instead of the content, uh, what they were saying.
0: So upsetting, and just people... You know, on the left, everybody talking and, and unpacking whether or not this man is fit to serve. We've got lots of candidates out there that actually legitimately don't make sense. But what we were witnessing this week was someone who has suffered an ailment and has been recovering. And we all understand what that means. And it doesn't affect him uh, anything other than, than his, his speech, his speaking. And it's a high ten. Anyway, go ahead, Cody.
1: Oh, I mean, I mean, it's it is what it is. I think that no matter the party, even if this was an actual issue, uh, we would see the same thing. You rally behind your party and vote for the person who you think represents your values because that's how they're going to vote. It's actually incredibly easy to just show up and vote for things. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people like, well, being in the Congress is like fucking easy ass job. Um, And. To a degree, it really is because you have big staff doing most of the work, reading bills, relaying information and stuff. But no matter who it is, really, even if he was worse off, uh, you'd still see this thing of like, well, the right's going to say it's like a big problem and uh, Democrats are going to be like, well, you know, it's fine. <laughs> We're going to vote for him because we know yeah. he represents our, our our values. But I just uh, the way that it's being talked about is pretty gross and not really representative of it because like you were saying like it's just this sort of uh some uh speech issues and recognition i there are two quotes that i think illustrate the grotesque nature of this discourse uh and i I have seen people lament like you know uh who are like big fetterman fans back like earlier who were like if you like listen to him speak before this stroke, like it was inc- like he was incredible and very passionate. And I th- I've think i seen people sort of lament that that, like, it's not a problem, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's a shame. It's a shame.
0: And honestly, the the biggest shame is that he's going through this, you know, outside of of his effectiveness as a, a politician. Like that's for myself. This is I, I think about that, like he's going through a, a huge challenge while also working towards a very, very, very important goal. And there's so much criticism. I'm sorry, I'm not being the most articulate today about this subject because I have, I have so many thoughts and I found I'm so frustrated. But, you know, you, you understand he's worked so hard and he's overcoming this this illness and, you know, and he has the support of his doctors and his team and there's criticism from all sides about how he should have handled this. The media coverage now is... Um, Oh, he should have had six debates instead of one big debate. He shouldn't have debated at all. He should have said this. He should have done that. Like, this person is navigating something where no matter what way he did it, he would be pulled apart. What we don't need <laughs> are people just creating headlines and sensational articles that are picking apart whether or not this man is fit when we know that he is. And you can just look also to the precedent of how many senators... You know, perhaps somebody hadn't just had a stroke running for office. Maybe that part's new. But we have a long history of senators having being senators, serving after strokes, after heart attacks, while having brain tumors. Dianne Feinstein Mm. has been. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I don't need to make claims about Dianne Feinstein, but we all understand that she hasn't been effective for a while. And she won her election. So it's all very bad faith to me.
1: Yeah. Well and uh, yes, it is. Um, and you know, again, if it's like just keep coming back to like, yeah, if it were reversed, it'd be the same thing, right? If it was a different uh if it was a Republican candidate or, or not, because ultimately what this decision is, does this John Fetterman candidate represent your values? Is he gonna vote with your values? Or Dr. Oz. <laughs> yeah. Those are the two choices that exist. Um and so it like when you really get down to it it's like yeah don't care uh this is this is how politics are you who represents your values the most and ob- and as we've said many times it's just this uh sort of uh, auditory issue and and some some speech issues but there's these two um quotes and like obviously they come from sources that aren't going to be surprising that they would say these this kind of thing because uh, it's right-wing media, and they're going to frame it as terrible as possible. But I just think it's sort of emblematic of like the, the issue about this. There's one, Brian Kilmeade on Fox News. Uh, what an insult it is to people, and this is sort of uh, about what we said earlier. We're like, yeah, it's an easy job. It's fine. He can, can do it without uh, this communication uh, issue. But uh, what, what an insult it is to people who are in the Senate who think that you can do the job. If you go to a job interview and you say I had a stroke five months ago and you can't interact with that person, they will not hire you. Um, a few things. First of all, uh, it is a pretty easy job, and these same people would say that if it were anybody if somebody else. Um, like they're it's just pick and choose with them uh any day of the week. But just like if you're saying if you go to a job interview and you say you had a stroke five months ago and you can't interact with that person, they will not hire you. And that very well may be true. Uh if you had a stroke, five or six months ago and you go to a job interview and you have trouble communicating, that person might not hire you. Um, but Brian Kilmey doesn't have a problem with that. Um, he's not saying it like, and isn't that like a, an issue? Like if you have a stroke, like you are out of work and like you can't communicate and we don't have the, you know, uh, things in place to help you uh, communicate better so you can do the job that you're capable exactly. of doing these sort of things. He's not talking about it in that way. He's just like, yeah, yeah. You you know they wouldn't it wouldn't work like this in this <laughs> world so like it's fine fu- you know yeah uh, it's just sort of forgiving things and scenarios that aren't great because that's the way it is right
0: it's such a missed opportunity for us to be having a conversation about this because so many people suffer from strokes or certain things and we and we just discount them all of a sudden they're not productive in some capacity even though they are and what's frustrating about the conversation that is happening is that it it just leaves out the experience of millions and millions of Americans who now might have an opportunity to say like, yeah, I struggle with auditory um, Mm. communication and I actually would be greatly improved if my employment had offered me software that would help me in in my team meetings so that I could continue to communicate and be a Mm. part of it. Yes, this is actually an issue right now that we, we could say, because this person is more than capable of, of doing his job. He has been cleared by his doctors as fit and healthy to work. And uh, the only thing that we're mocking or, or questioning is something that is common for a lot of Americans, right. and and we should be actively talking about how how to improve this.
2: And it's yeah. optical. It's yeah. going to say it's, it's all optics and vibes. Yeah, yeah, it's optics and vibes. It's not uh, reality. And there's a landmark piece of legislation in this country to provide accommodations for people with auditory processing issues and many other disabilities like there's nothing that would prevent him from doing this job and so that's kind of why the framing is so dishonest so when like when when Tucker Carlson goes on TV and s- calls him mentally defective mm-hmm. which is incredibly offensive and says that if he wins you should then know that it was stolen because who would vote for him mm-hmm. like it's not it's like so offensive and intellectually dishonest because he's he
1: knows exactly what's going yes, on yes exactly um yeah they all do and uh but they don't care because again the uh the other candidate aligns with their values more so they're gonna say whatever they can to make sure that that person dr oz uh gets into <laughs> office right like it's and if it was switched Tucker Carlson would say something else. He'd be like, "Well, Doctor, you know, Doctor Oz, uh, sure he, you know, has trouble talking, but it doesn't mean this this that." Like he would be doing the same thing.
0: Exactly.
1: This I won't get into it too much because uh, it's all gross. Um, but fucking Ben Shapiro of the Daily Wire, uh, complaining about like, oh, the, the media narrative is that John Fetterman's fine, and now it's John Fe- Fetterman may not be fine, but he's fine enough to be in the Senate, and so on. And now he says. After last night's debate, the media have already swiveled to, it's totally fine to have a non-functional stroke victim in the Senate. Non-functional stroke victim? What a weaselly little guy that man is. Like, that's so gross and dishonest um, to frame it like that. Um, But again, they're all going to do it.
0: That's not what he is at all.
1: Yeah. But I I just had to, I, I don't even want, I don't want to talk about it too much more, but like I saw that today. I was like, that's gross. And a lie.
0: Is non-functional non-fun- stroke victim a thing? Is that something he made up? Is that a I mean, classification for somebody he's... that's just... Yeah.
2: I mean, it would be offensive even if someone had had the kind of stroke that had exactly. left them bedridden.
1: It's yes. awful. Exactly. So, I don't know. Good luck to Mr. Fetterman. <laughs> Seems like he'd be good for Pennsylvania, unlike New Jersey's Dr. Oz.
0: Dr. fucking Oz.
1: It's absurd. Who
2: and everyone listening probably knows this, but who thinks that local political leaders should be the one to help decide? What a weird what answer. In what is that answer? He didn't have to give that answer. No, he, it's a huge. Should a, we play that un- clip? Yeah, let me play the clip. The question is, should abortion be banned except in cases of rape, incest, or to protect a mother's life? So this is the question he's answering.
0: As a physician, I've been in the room when there's some difficult t- conversations happening. I don't want the federal government involved with that at all. I want women,
1: doctors, local uh, political leaders, letting the <laughs> democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive, to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. He didn't have to say that. But I guess that's maybe he did because he knows the, like, the line he has to toe. But uh, the idea that a physician is like, I want local political leaders to be at involved in these decisions is just bit so bizarre for an actual doctor to say
0: letting the and he out. is he it is an actual doctor
1: how as, how you know, uh, I don't know, ben, ben <gasps> carson's a doctor you know what we...
2: weren't his books like he had these bestsellers in the aughts that were like you the instruction
1: manual right? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you, the owner's manual. You, the owner's manual. You, staying young. Yeah, I mean, it's all, like, he transitioned to, yeah, celebrity, little self-help doctor man uh, pretty quickly.
0: What makes local political leaders more qualified to decide what I do with my body than the federal government? The answer is neither of them are.
2: Yeah, he acted so offended that the federal government might be involved, but, like, (laughs)
1: the the town mayor. Sure, why not? Yeah, the, yeah. The cat mayor.
0: We're going to move on. Elon Musk is actually buying Twitter. Mm -hmm. Tell us about it.
1: Uh,
2: That, I mean, he's like there. There's photos of him at their little coffee bar. He made a uh, the, dad pun.
0: God, that was yeah, so he embarrassing.
2: Carried, he, he, he he got someone to get him a sink and he said, "Let that sink in" when he was it's carrying so it. It's so embarrassing.
1: And it's very what is embarrassing. That? Um, it's it's just a, a best a, a, a pun. Also, if you, if, know, you if you if you look it, it's at literally so any of his tweets, go to the replies and somebody makes that specific pun. It's just a it's just it's just for his reply, guys. It's so it's so You mean like they,
0: they say let that sink they in say, let that sink? sink in
1: and It's a picture of a sink oh, at, boy. At, at, at the door. Like it's just, it's just this like weird LeBacon Reddit shit that yeah. uh, his audience and fans eat up. And he's like, I'm going to fucking feed them the slop. Give me a sink. Time to slop it down their gullets. <laughs> this is going to be <laughs> and so they funny. fucking ate it up. Let's gonna slop it up. It's going to light up Twitter. <sighs> but check this out because
2: someone must have gotten his ear and say, well, you're going to need to make a lot of money and make this thing profitable because mm. you, you're paying $44 billion and you're taking on like debt. You are now going to mm-hmm. owe like banks a billion dollars a year or something. Absurd. So he posts uh, to Twitter uh, a letter today that says, Dear Twitter Advertisers, and it has this quote, which I love, Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no
0: consequences
2: (laughs) in addition to adhering to the laws of the land our platform must be warm and welcoming to all where you can choose your desired experience according to your preferences just as you can choose for example to see movies or play video games ranging from all ages to mature
1: so like it's just like so you're gonna have like a little but like tabs at the top like here's your main feed uh like click over to nazi twitter like what do you like what is your plan
2: <laughs> i don't know how everyone got this idea that i was going to turn this place into a free-for-all hellscape it's house so it's a chin scratcher.
1: and like we've talked about this before uh in probably like on this podcast and in our several episodes about elon musk but like this was always going to be the case he said the things that he knew he needed to say to get his little sloppy fans excited about him, like bringing everybody back. Ah!" But ultimately he knew and he knows now more than any time, maybe that you have to consider some sort of moderation on social media platforms, especially, especially as you pointed out, Jonathan, if you want to make money, if you want this to be profitable, which he desperately needs it to be now, Advertisers aren't gonna wanna advertise on y- your fucking Nazi site if that's what you're gonna do, which is not what he's gonna do, and it probably never was. It's just this very was, funny. This, this, so I feel
0: confident in saying that this whole thing was a huge mistake for him.
2: Yeah, I mean a major miscalculation, it feels like like he didn't seem to realize he wouldn't he couldn't just get bored of this and walk away. No. It's like, no, there's a company that's gonna sue you. You signed a contract to pay tens of billions of dollars why would you do why would you do that
0: and, and without thinking out, like everything that he for the memes the, un, the unbelievable tangled web that he has purchased for himself that's only going to get sticky on his hands if he tries to untangle it
2: he also does not have time to run another company the guy is he won't
0: actually Ostensibly be
2: doing busy
1: he, should he has be. time he has time to play elden ring poorly he has time to buy another company
0: Facebook, Facebook's losing some money. Maybe you can buy that next.
1: Yeah. Facebook not doing well. Well, they shouldn't
2: have promised legs. They shouldn't have. I mean, the legs, they look, it looks a little more normal with legs. Uh, This must be the best week ever at Tesla because they can like maybe get some things done. Mm. They don't (sighs) have like, they don't have some guy sending emails storming around. What's this? Put a flamethrower here. Right. They can
1: decide like, actually... Yeah. safety wise maybe we should do this instead and no one's over like but it won't look cool yeah. all
2: right we're not gonna have we're we're gonna take away like the the kerosene spray that goes all over right. the cars now yeah they can like finally like oh we can like make this thing work or we can tweak this uh this glove compartment thing. we
1: can build a car better well <laughs> like, oh, their cars have some problems yeah they sure do not everything and this is i think there's a problem and tesla's sort of leading the way i guess but like there's a problem with cars in general that amen They're uh, yeah well cars exist like uh, you know are all of our cities honestly being, i just think we gotta get rid cars. of cars no yeah more cars. no more cars fine with that but like this move towards just like everything is software and everything is mm-hmm. and digital and like you have touch screens for everything Uh, you, if you want to open up your fucking glove box, as you alluded to Jonathan, you have to like open up your app or like go into the software and go into menus and then click the fucking button. Do you really need to do that? Right. Unless they fixed it. And there's like some other way that you have to read the manual to find out. Um, but I saw a video recently of like, it was like, you know, they have like, there's like people who have Teslas who like really love it. And they make these videos like, actually, it's not a problem. All you got to do is this. And he, he like went to a menu to open up the glove box. Um, And stuff like that and, you know, a bit of an exaggeration, but just especially if you're driving, don't you want tactile things that you can feel with your fingers and know like I'm turning the knob this amount as opposed to a wheel on a screen that you have to look at while you're driving, or I guess not driving because they're self-driving now, except he's being investigated for that. So it we'll feels see.
0: impossible that the only way to open up your glove box would be through an app, but I don't it know. Does. But regardless, they aren't good cars. They aren't good cars.
2: Do we think that uh, Twitter's going to probably not change that much and just be the same
0: not kind right of free-for-all no.
1: hellscape it I already is but with Elon people, in charge?
0: Yeah, be back on. I-
1: It does look like there's sorry. It does look like there's a button for the glove box. Uh, it's not necessarily like oh, you gotta like go through like five menus to get there, but it is a button on the screen, and it doesn't appear as though there is a latch or anything. That's unbelievably stupid. But sorry, what was the question? (laughs) No, I mean like based on
2: the based on his need to make this a company that advertisers don't want to flee. Is it likely that he just doesn't really do any of those changes? Or I guess maybe the bigger question is, can he still make this a company where advertisers want
1: to be part of it and let Trump back on? Mm. That's a toughie. That's a big question. He probably can be. Yes and no, because I feel like there are going to be some companies that are like, wow, oh, Trump's back. We're we're out of here. You know, Harry's razors or whatever. But people like not Donald Trump but they like his tweets yeah they want it uh, back
0: they want that engagement
1: that is a way to increase traffic and user time on site of twitter.com is to allow that fucked up guy back on the platform so it's sort of like you know i think the
0: vast majority of people would be fine with it until he does something again and then they get a chance to be like we over at chase Condemn. right you, know, yeah, you put like changing. We're changing
1: our avatars to uh, to all black. Until and then they've Trump's got a social media campaign.
0: He's just gold. But that's for the them. thing
2: is like he because Trump can get back on and ninety percent of his tweets are just nonsense bullshit, and it, it's funny we can all laugh at it. But then if there's some violence encouraging stuff again, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? But then Elon is going to be a lot slower, I think. to yeah hit the suspend button again because he criticized the first move so much but it's going to be on and there's not going to be like it has to go through him there's no way he doesn't approve or disapprove or disapprove that kind of thing
1: I think yes and no with this because there. I mean there is like you know there's math involved there's like an equation to do of like well is it worth this is it worth this is this going to you know with something like that and I think this little letter to advertisers is indicative of this and again, we've sort of always sort of said this, he is going to run into all of the problems that one comes into when you're, we have a social media platform or a forum or any sort of thing that requires any degree of moderation. Right. I think that a lot of this, you know, let's say Trump tweets like, yeah, we're storming the Capitol or whatever it is. Uh, And then it happens. I think that despite the things that, musk says that he thinks i think it's gonna get into his face and he'll be like oh oh right the consequences um like i think he's very he, he just seems very detached in the yeah. way he talks about these things and then once it's like the real world consequence is staring him at the face and he's like this is your thing what are you going to do he'll i, I, I will well like you're saying it'll probably take longer but um I or think he's, maybe he's just like chaos agent and wants the things I don't know, because like he's made it very clear in that letter he is not a free speech absolutist, um even though that's what he pretends to say. I think he is. that
0: he's given himself room to uh say yeah well we I'm not to say yep this has crossed the line, you know but mm-hmm. um but it will be interesting to see what happens if and by if I mean when we cross that bridge.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, in the context of like, you know, all the things he said before, like the no COVID cases by April 2020, uh, his like, welcome back to Twitter, Kanye, right before all the Kanye stuff happened. And then he's like, I actually talked to him on the phone and it seems like he was very perceptive. And then like a day later, he's like, by the way, Hitler was right or whatever the fuck he's saying. So like I just his judgment is so built on popularity and likability, even though he can't really admit that to himself. Um, I think it's going to th- come to a head, probably. Because and
2: also, he won't really worry about flip-flopping because all of the super fans will be like, no, this actually right. it makes sense in terms exactly. of everything with free speech, absolutism. will always have
0: his backers back in right. his back. Mm-hmm.
2: So he yeah. can just be like, no, I'm doing this now.
0: Yeah, here's your slop. His muskets. <laughs> Let's musketeers. slop it up. His musketeers. Okay, guys, we've Let done it. Let that sink out. Let that sink out. We did it. We made it through. Rock and Palette roll. cleansed. <laughs> yeah,
1: we did. Uh,
0: well, we're gonna be done now. There's nothing to plug. <laughs> um except for our stuff. Like you, subscribe oh.
1: subscribe. We've got a patreon.com slash some more news. Really We've got another one. podcast called Some More News that you can watch in video form or listen with your ear holes and merch with warm bow and phrases on items. We have a bunch more warmbo phrases now for potential Teacher. new shirts. Oh yeah, he is a demon creature.
0: But we love him. We love him. Just like <gasps> We love you very much. Very much. <laughs>